It's the K Popcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Supermatic. Hey. I'm joined by my co-host DJ Pillow, and uh, we've got a pretty cool show ahead for you. What we got, Peter? We are taking a look at SF9's Roar, Puringa, Puringa, and after that, we'll take a look. After that, we'll review. Your job is hard, Matt. I've <laughs> never had to do this before. Um, Starting over, we will discuss the speaker disbandment and what's going on with Miss A. All right, well, it sounds like an exciting show, and with that in mind, let's just go ahead and right into the intro. DJ Peter Lowe, put it back put on. Put it in ya. <laughs> what's the thing you're obsessed with these days? K-pop. What is this, Korean pop music? I just the Korean wave. It's the K-wave, and it's washed over Asia for the last few years. It's the best thing you've ever seen. A girl's generation. A wave of super groups with infectious hooks. I'm really impressed. I'm speechless, really. It's a global phenomenon. It's the K-pop cast. I'm DJ Peter Lowe, a K-pop DJ, and I'm joined here by Supermatic, who is a K-pop b-boy. What's up? So every week we try to figure out, you know, what we want to review for Daybok or not. Mm-hmm. Our quick, our weekly review section for yep. those of you who are joining us for the first time. And we were looking pretty heavily at Block B because they were racking up those YouTube views. Yep, their new single yesterday. <laughs> and we were even planning some funny skit around, you know, reviewing Block B mm-hmm. and, and me pretending that it's SF9. So we put it to a vote. <laughs> yes, we did. And you, the internet, voted on Twitter. And uh, needless to say, the results were kind of shocking, right? <laughs> to yeah. To us, at least. So we tweeted it out. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we'll probably do Block B tomorrow, but, you know, let, let's just see what people say. And it was, I don't know, of those who voted, it was like a 75-ish percent in favor of SF9. Uh, yeah. I mean, good job to all you fantasies out there. That is, that is SF9's fandom name, the fantasy. So 
those of you fantasies who came through to our poll, good job, because it's thanks to you that we ended up choosing SF9 as our yeah. Daybok or Not review. And I'm, I'm happy we came to that decision, because for me, it was my pick. Yeah, both of us, actually. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> but when I saw the, the Twitter results, I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, I'm so shocked. Yep. And it was like, every day, you know, <laughs> I am shocked. Every, every day, day a shock. shock. Yes. <laughs> So we're taking a look at SF9 and their song, Roar. And I want to keep saying it over and over because it's just a really fun thing to say. <laughs> Put it in ya. Ah, uh, uh, I think I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm almost 100% sure I am mispronouncing this. <laughs> so what's going on in this music video, Supermatic? Wow, I don't even know really where to start. It's just, I like what they did with the whole like kind of dim, litly, like red backdrop okay yeah and then like it's just the nine members of sf9 pretty much dancing like really really cool and full of swag <laughs> yeah I mean, there I, are some other random moments throughout the video but a lot of this is just straight up them like you know yes yeah I, I, often we hear about k-pop groups having the performance version mm-hmm. and this music video itself was almost like the performance version in terms of how stripped down it was in terms of the settings that they were in it was basically the dance members going through the dance sequence mm-hmm. in different artsy settings. Yes. Different, very um, primary colors. Yeah. But more than anything, and maybe it's just because I went to the SF MoMA this last weekend, the ah. San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Oh. <laughs> and it felt like I was just watching this music video. I was like, oh, they filmed this at the San Francisco Museum of Modern <laughs> Art because of just how like it had all this like pop art in mm-hmm. it, in the background. Um, so it's not quite BTS's but what Tears Liberace's <laughs> uh, what was the name of that museum in, in uh, New York the Met oh yeah the, the Met so it's not that museum it's your pop art museum <laughs> like the modern art museum from I can see that Roma. I yes. can see that in my opinion they didn't need a whole lot of fancy over the top sets yeah or like I, I don't think they needed a really crazy high production I'm not saying that this is low production value, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it wasn't necessary to have a high production value concept or music video to really sell the song. I thought their dancing and the song itself spoke for it very well. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm with you there because, uh, I mean, you uh, told me about this video and you linked it to me as a, at the time of this recording two days ago. And admittedly, this is the very first time I've ever heard of SF9. Yeah. But I'm very glad that I did. They're a new group I will be keeping my eye on. I was captivated by the MV, especially like with the dancing, like mm-hmm. me being a dancer myself. And the song too, as you said, I feel like they really complement each other very well. Uh, and with that in mind, I felt like simple for in terms of the concept was better. I mean, le- uh, you know, the whole idea, less is more. Because yeah. this one, I feel like they uh, went with the right approach for just, just to let the guys do pretty much sell the MV themselves. Just let, <laughs> let them go out there, kill the choreography. Sing the song. There are some yeah. K-pop groups that you live just to watch their performance version. Yes, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the. I don't know. I'm curious to hear what you thought of the dancing choreography itself. Yeah, as a, as a K-pop dancer, mm-hmm. but I, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. But it was all that was really needed to sell this yeah. music video. So, what what did you think of the dance? I I mean, there are definitely highlights in the um, 
like within the choreography itself, we see some moments where right uh, right before the chorus, like the, all the or eight of the nine members pause, and then one of them will explode out with a really nice like trick or a- acrobatics, mm. which leads into that aggressive uh, part of the song where they go like yeah. So it's like a nice compliment. Uh-huh. I felt like uh, a lot of the key in the choreography itself though was how in sync everyone was with each other and how like uh, they all managed to hit really hard, mm-hmm. like show that uh that aggressive energetic mood of the song so like um it wasn't it it doesn't really like look super complicated compared to a lot of uh, other k-pop choreographies we'll see these days that we're used to and you don't always need that yeah yeah it doesn't have to be complicated for it to be good Mm -hmm. i think when most of us k-poppers are watching a music video we're like oh that was a technically difficult dance to do therefore i'm gonna like it more it doesn't always have to be that way maybe Mm -hmm. it's just more visually stimulating that you know we like it so cheap tricks works for us <laughs> you're saying they were in in unison yes and a very aggressive movement mm-hmm. i think that's probably the baseline i think for any k-pop group yes. one would hope but it was all that they needed for the sake of this music video mm-hmm. what else did you think of the concept not really much else aside from just really the choreography because that's the main selling point of it yeah but i do like the way that the music video kind of shifted back and forth from as we mentioned there's like the dim red lighting which kind of gave me a like low-key vibes of a nct use the seventh sense yep kind of like and then it shifts forward to like kind of this like weird green and blue like hue like the way that they just shifted the color tones was really cool and it complemented the mood of the song as uh, you go through it Mm -hmm. yeah just really good job i mean not low production, but uh, also not like over the top. I felt like they did it just right. Yeah. There were a few scenes where they added in um, special effects. Oh, uh, yeah. And they were very light special effects. I think they were like trying to drag, I don't know, some of the lines. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not very good at describing this, <laughs> but they, they distort some of the lines. Yeah. Um, in the existing frame. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that a couple times, and I think they're trying to do that to add tension yeah. right before, like, uh, like a new verse mm-hmm. or a drop. They do that a couple times, and then there's a couple times where they, you know, like when you turn the TV on and you have the battle of the black and white ants, and oh yeah, yeah, the the, the white noise or what they call yes, it. Yes, white noise. Yes. You you like how I described it? I used like the <laughs> like the elementary school analogy of <laughs> describing it, but they had that right, yes. it, it, you know, interspersed throughout. So very light. Mm-hmm. post-production special effects and it, it, i think most of it was the original production of yeah. just the the cool lighting on the sets themselves which was you know cool enough it, it's it's uh, visually stimulating and you're seeing them dance yep but it was the song that really sold it right definitely okay like, i think you and i can agree this is a banger <laughs> yeah one that you'll be dropping as a dj in your sets yeah <laughs> Yep. Uh, it was interesting because I had to give the song a few listens because one thing I noticed right away, uh, aside from like the catchy hook, that chorus, you know, where they like go burning. Yeah. And the way the song builds from the beginning to the end is that there's some uh, pauses in between. It's like they'll do the first verse and then like you hear all this music and all of a sudden there's just like a brief pause, silence, and then the voice comes in, burning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this like drop, that heavy crescendo, like. Yeah. 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 Uh, some people online, I noticed they were saying like, I don't know how I feel about those pauses, but me personally, I think I kind of like it because it like, it catches you out of nowhere if you're listening to it the right, first time. Right. So it just, it has a deeper impact. Yeah. But I definitely understand that criticism. I mm-hmm. think mainly the criticism I have with that, and maybe mm-hmm. this is what the people who are making those comments are, uh, originally agree with is that it just feels like they drop it a little too many times. Mm. You can do that, that drop you know, once or twice mm-hmm. in a song, but they do it, I think, three times. 
Ah. So it, it, it's like you want to be dancing to a song, mm-hmm. but then it stops every time. Ah. Right? I mean, does it feel like you yeah, have... Yeah, that's true. Like you, I don't know. This is like the dancer DJ perspective. Yeah. It's like as a DJ, even if the original version of the song has that pause in it, mm-hmm. you only do that like a couple times through the night. Yeah. Because you, you try to avoid, you know, pauses unless it's like very, very deliberate. Mm-hmm. So such that you're not an- interrupting the groove of your dancers. Yeah, I I can agree with you from that perspective. Like especially as a DJ, one one of the last things you want to do is just out of nowhere pause the music, even if it's within the song. But that's why I think like for anyone who hasn't seen the music video and has seen the choreography, I think it was intentional because I feel like this song was probably designed with choreography in mind. Because yeah. when those pauses happen, like I said, there's a section where eight of the nine members will go down and during that silent moment one of them will bust out this acrobatic flip trick and I I, it's probably it's probably the silence is there to help highlight it like they do the trick and then the music comes in like right as they land it's like so and then they go back into the main chorus yeah. sequence mm-hmm. so that's why i feel like this is an interesting combination where those pauses and like the music itself blend hand in hand with the choreography or the choreography was made hand in hand with the music like they really sync well together like, if you think about it and you combine the elements you can kind of see why like those pauses were put in place uh-huh. so i actually I, I like that too like if i'm um, looking at it purely from the music perspective though i could understand why sonically some people would not like those pauses sure, sure. but me being the dancer that i am as well i understand why those pauses are there where they are yeah yeah there, there are times. Okay, so as a DJ, sometimes like if you're a headliner mm-hmm. and you're in the main room, you will be playing, you know, your bangers and and whatnot, and then you will every once in a while do your your anthem track, mm-hmm. and your anthem track is the one where you do the Jesus pose, <laughs> yeah, right, because you have that break in the song, and yep. then like everyone's like yeah, and then you do the Jesus pose, yes. That's what this song felt like for me with those breaks. Ah. It's like doing the Jesus pose three times. <laughs> oh, and by the way, for those of you who don't know, Jesus pose is when you put like both your hands up, yep. and you've got like the DJ deck in front of you, and everyone's mm-hmm. there's there's like more of like a a chord being played, sustaining, and and that's it. So the song itself, it has more of a hip hop beat when it starts mm-hmm. off, right? Kind of like a, from the beginning, like that slow build, just like yeah. with the snaps and the lighthearted tone, and also the way that uh, when they're when the members of the group are singing, it's like kind of in a low, almost like borderline whispery tone. Not exactly loud, but not like not not like this either. It's kind of. But like, you're definitely hey, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a nice nuance that you picked up there. Yeah. I mean, they're like it starts off like with, very um, not necessarily like calm, but it's not like as aggressive right away. Right, they're mm-hmm. luring you, luring you in. So, yeah. so you have to kind of lean in mm-hmm. and then like pause and put it in ya. Well, even uh, before that too, there's that part where like after the first, uh, after the first verse, it's like. Uh, a brief pause and all of a sudden it's like the the rest of the members come in they're like so dangerous yeah i, yeah. I think that it's just adding you know mm-hmm. to that build and yeah. then and then for the course they, they bring it and the the course itself that beat i like mm-hmm. it kind of goes along the line i like as a dj i juxtapose this with nct 127 mm-hmm. fire truck and exos lotto ah I think those both kind of, you know, you can play before and after Mm -hmm. this song. Yeah. Funny enough for me, like, uh, I actually, I remember when I was kept on listening to the song more and more, as well as paying attention to the choreography, but especially in terms of the sound, uh, I found a review online that uh, actually had the same thoughts that I had, because when I listened to the song, I got kind of vibes of like, as you said, the hip hop sound, like what we're used to from BTS. But at the same time, there's also parts of the song that kind of gave me... uh, 
some feelings and vibes of like the uh, 17 style kind of like uh that like that cool pop sound mm. and then there was a view that was like well yeah well it starts off they give us that high energetic vibe especially like when you get to that chorus you can kind of see the aggressive style the com- comparable to bts's fire yeah <laughs> like the way that it carries out and then there's other parts of it where uh probably especially on that like that dangerous part that what's kind of closer to like 17's boom boom or like hmm. uh other songs that they've done yeah i don't know if i go so far as to say that it's 17 style i think that's just following the same (laughs) build structure of a song Mm. i think that's all it is (laughs) okay that's just the it's the same pre-chorus yeah (laughs) so i i don't know i i'm willing to be the devil's advocate there okay (laughs) i i mean i'm complaining that they had that pause just maybe one too many times but Mm -hmm. that phrase i also feel like they used too many times even though I'm saying it throughout this podcast. Oh, the... the yeah. <laughs> which I, I don't know, I, I want to assume that's, the, that's what's supposed to be Roar, because the song, title of the song is Roar. But then I had a conversation today with another friend of mine who actually is Korean, and I asked her, is that the word for Roar? Is that how you say Buriringya or whatever it's saying? I showed her the video, and yeah. she was like, we actually don't have a word for Roar, so I don't know what they're doing there. <laughs> I like it. I mean, the, there's a couple times that we do hear it. Mm-hmm. It just won too many times. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of that same general song formula, though. It's like have a catchy hook or at least like a phrase, right? So that it'll get well, stuck in people's it, it, ears. It's, it's that, that phrase right before the chorus that, I don't know, again, it's completely stop. And I think when I make this DJ edit, I'm going to try to find a way where it doesn't do that every single time. Mm. I, not that when I'm mixing, I, I play the entire song out either. I see. Any other thoughts on this song? Uh, just that I'll definitely be jamming to this for quite a while. <laughs> yep, yep. And I'm going to play it for, again, people who don't even listen to K-pop. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll play it for the chorus. Maybe that's it. And then mm-hmm. like a, one verse, one chorus, and then out. So I'll quick mix it. But <laughs> it's that song that people will like. Yeah, definitely. Audio score, what did you think? Supermatic. Well, I mean, if it wasn't already evident by now, I, I really like what they did. I mean, uh, it was eminently simple compared to other things that we've come to expect from K-pop groups nowadays. But yeah. for as simple as it is, it gets stuck in my head. Catchy hook. I mean, we keep on saying the phrase. So overall, actually, I gave this a pretty high 3.75. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to give it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a 3.75. I, I even wrote in my notes here, like, a 3.75 to maybe 4 if I want to be generous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a song that it, that really sells it for mm-hmm. me. Concept? Mm-hmm. Concept, I actually gave, like, a 3.5 because, okay. like, again, with K-pop, we kind of have come to expect, like, very high production values sure. and, like, a little more going on. That said, there's nothing wrong with the fact that this concept and mv is more of just them with cool effects dancing and the dancing sells a song yeah but 3.5 is still pretty solid right right <laughs> okay and for me i will give it a 2.9 oh so it, it, again like i don't think that just because the concept was adequate i don't think mm. that's a reason to to take away from the song as a whole so daybok uh, or, or not, not. what do you think supermatic uh if it's not obvious right now daybok <laughs> daybok and daybok for me when we got the opportunity to review this song mm-hmm. for this episode i was just like yeah <laughs> it's lit it's yep. what do the kids say nowadays oh you got it it's lit <laughs> but do the kids say, still, still say that because yeah. i say it now that means by its very nature kids can't say it anymore <laughs> i wouldn't say that i mean people i'm still a 30 say that year today. old man <laughs> help me stay with the times well that's it for sf9 and their song Roar. Roar. Ba-da-ding-ya. <laughs> Ba-da-ding-ya. Hey boy. Ah.
Or is it Spica? I'm really at this point. I actually am not really sure. I feel okay. kind of bad. They were a group for five years, and I've kind of followed them, but I never was sure how to say their name. Right. Spica or Spica. Could I, go either way. I think if we had to characterize them as, as a whole, they were a very strongly defined C group, C list group. Yeah. Like they were a tier three mm-hmm. female K pop group, and they tried to define themselves as being. The sister group of Lee Hyori. Yeah. Or Lee Hyori. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say it with a Korean accent, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. They debuted with uh, Lee Hyori like around 2012, right? I believe that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they announced that they disbanded. Is that mm-hmm. correct, Matt? And yeah. that they their contracts have not yet ended. So they're trying to figure out how they might close it out. Mm-hmm. As we've been saying for the past, gosh, how many episodes has it been now of Supermatic? We've probably done like three or four in a row at least yeah i mean it's just that time to disband yeah 2017 is a bad year (laughs) but we've been saying for each of these episodes it's if you're never going to disband it's time to do a goodbye tour Mm -hmm. i don't think spica or spica (laughs) is popular enough yeah to do that yeah which i feel is probably like maybe one of the bigger factors as to why they might be disbanding Uh i mean like i said earlier i've kind of followed them i have a few of their songs on my ipod actually that i'd really like to listen to but i didn't follow them super well yeah so i can't really say too much about them i'm still like actually still uh, learning all the members names although it's funny one of their members actually is named boa yeah (laughs) yeah that's right there's boa kim uh I think one of the interesting things I was looking at when I was doing a little bit of research, because we were going to talk about them tonight, was uh, something I forgot about. They actually tried venturing into the American music market. They came out with an entirely English song called I Did It back in 2014. And I remember hearing that song, but it must not have been very memorable because I completely forgot about it. (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah, that's the thing. They did an entirely English song because they were trying to break into the American music market. And funny enough, last episode we talked about Wonder Girls and how they tried to break here into America with that tour of the Jonas Brothers. It just kind of seems like whenever a K-Bot group tries to take a stab at the American market, they don't really do well. They don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't fare well for them. Well, they're they're trying to apply the Korean paradigm (laughs) for the U.S. market. Yeah. It's just a fundamentally different way of advertising and and gaining popularity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work in the American market. No, I'm not saying that, you know, the American method or the Korean method is better than one or the other, but Mm -hmm. it's just like saying, well, this is blue and this is green. You know, you can't, you know, mix and match these same colors. (laughs) So, Supermatic, why do you think this group never really made it? I mean, like, as I said before, you know, they're like a tier three group. What Mm -hmm. prevented them from making it in the U.S. or doing better in Korea? Honestly, I mean, I I kind of wish I had a better idea because the thing is, one thing that's been said a lot about Spica or Spica, especially recently with this news of their disbandment, is that 
they have talent like all of the members of the group are, oh, sure, yeah. are definitely talented yeah, whether it's yeah. vocally or like in dancing like they have the tools to succeed but for some reason they just never hit that popularity or they never really hit it quite big as other groups did right like they just they didn't have that breakout single i mean they they had fairly strong consistency with each of their releases but there was never something that they hit that was kind of like oh wonder girls with nobody or like with twice Wait, and like say Ua or consistency like do you mm-hmm. do you mean like production value or, or like their songs of- were, were consistent in that they would do fairly well like they would chart kind of wellish but i don't know if they necessarily had like any number one singles that's the thing it's like oh, okay. I, I don't remember any of their songs being like up there right it's not like instantly one of those where we say a song and or a group and we'll be like oh like you know oh big bang with a fantastic baby or right or the aforementioned one girls twice no breakout like, hit mm-hmm, yeah yeah and it's a little sad because i do remember watching some of the live performances of spica and I was thinking, it's like, these girls are talented. How come they're not more well-known? It's like, they, they have their fans, but they just never seem to, like, hit that right. or shatter that glass ceiling. Yeah, I what stood out to me is looking at their previous releases, they had a lot of really nicely polished concepts, mm-hmm. in my opinion, especially from 2013. I thought they had oh, yeah. very visually stimulating music videos. Mm-hmm. But each of those songs that came out during that, that year, I was like, it's okay. Yeah. But it's not a catchy hit. Mm-hmm. I think that was what was really lacking. And yeah. their latest uh, song, which you know just came out last year, uh, "Secret." Mm-hmm. That song, I liked the chorus, but it didn't know what it wanted to be with the verses in the song. It's like it's trying to be this flirty, fun song, and then it goes into this like more of this electric house mm. song for the chorus. And I like the like, the the chorus of that other song secret yeah i do remember that song too yeah so i i think they they just never got the right ingredients together in the right configuration to create an actual breakout hit mm-hmm. i mean going back to their concepts again i, I really loved them i thought they had a really cool <laughs> maybe i'm just a guy speaking but i i <laughs> liked the different um outfits and the concepts that the girl gave although i will never forget the butt pillows that they had in the music video you don't love me oh yeah if i'm recalling it correctly it was like a a white blouse with skirts yeah and those skirts had like a humongous ass pillow stuffed into where their butts were (laughs) yeah i remember that it was just so unnatural and it it was juxtaposed with like other scenes within that same music video where Mm -hmm. they don't have those uh, large derriere so <laughs> but other than that I thought they had pretty good concepts yeah I do remember too thinking is like I felt like with each concept that they did with each of the releases it was very complimentary to where each of the girls themselves were because I just remember that one of the notes I took down is the fact that I found some discussion online regarding this disbandment that one of the other reasons why they the, the, the girls could have decided is because a lot of them are like either already in their 30s or they're about to hit 30 and if you think about where K-pop is nowadays, it's like it seems to be more for the younger generation. It's like it's the younger idols Don't game. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's the discussion online because like two of the members are 30 already. Two uh-huh. of them are 28. Their youngest member is 27. And but they were such gorgeous ladies. I know. I know. I'm not saying I agree with this, but it's just it's the decision that I've seen, and I can see why people would be saying this is because if you think about other groups too, like from the older generations, there's Super Junior. Like uh-huh. their members already in their thirties, 
uh, some of the members of after school are like either in their 30s or they're about to hit 30 soon. It's like Brandon girls are, with the exception of Gaian, are all 35. Yeah, that's right. Gaian was a And I'm not sure if that's Korean or American age, but <laughs> 34 or 35, right? Yeah. I want to see them keep going. True. They haven't disbanded. I mean, if they're yet. able to have that work-life balance mm-hmm. in their profession, I would love to see them keep going. That's true. I think maybe another, maybe it wasn't as publicly discussed for political reasons, but maybe they were feeling pressure to hold off as they weren't making as much money. Mm. It's not an unheard thing for the members and the labels to lose money. That's true. And to continue to saddle these girls with more debt. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, it's not going to keep working. Why keep going? Yeah. Maybe it was poorly handled by the label <laughs> in terms of just not juggling those ingredients in terms of what kind of concept and what kind of song, what arrangement of a song that they're going to go with and when they're going to introduce it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this is just rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I recall that uh, Tamar Herman wrote on Billboard that with over 100 K-pop groups debuting every year, yeah. someone's going to take their place. That's true. And it's hard to keep up. She even also acknowledged that it, there was a year gap in between their last song and the one before that. You've got to keep feeding the machine if you're going to commit. Yeah, very true. Very and they true. weren't feeding the machine, mm-hmm. and not in a very lucrative or successful way. They had a lot of very unique songs. Mm-hmm. Um, with song names like Lonely, Tonight, I'll Be There, Because of You, and Russian Roulette. I mean, these are, mm-hmm. you know, unrepeatable songs in K-pop, for sure. <laughs> no, but to be fair, Russian Roulette from Spica came out before Red Velvet. Red Velvet yep. There must be a, a K-pop vocabulary that people, yeah. maybe just sounds cool in Korean, that they want to use a very similar sounding phrase, <laughs> or the exact same phrase. Probably a bunch of YouTube videos out there that have like these compilations, it's like multiple K-pop songs with the same name. <laughs> multiple lonelies. <laughs> multiple because of yous, or yep. I'll be there, or tonight's, mm-hmm. or bling bling, <laughs> or disco, or whatever. <laughs> Or goodbye. <laughs> or goodbye. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if that's a shot. <laughs> okay. Anything else on Spica? I mean, I kind of wish now that they are disbanding that I had followed them a little closer. I mean, I did like their music, but best of luck to the members now and what they're well, going to do. Well, let's be realistic, Supermatic. We only have so much time. That's true. And were they giving you anything to make you want to listen to them over everything else that was coming out? To be honest, not really. <laughs> yeah, Secret Time I liked, mm-hmm. just for the chorus, but that was really it. Yeah. On to the next group that will take their place. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Feed the machine, but don't let the machine saddle you with too much debt. Mm-hmm. I only hope that you know these girls have other careers planned out. Yeah, that they can add this to their resume in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, only time will tell. It, it's up to us to like keep tabs on them and just see what they do next. <laughs> have we had any other group that that did successfully disband and move on to other careers? I don't know about like maybe an entire group, but there have been members of disbanded groups that went on and are still like doing okay. <laughs> it's so hard because mm-hmm. it's such like a finite, small part of your life yep. that defines your entire future.
In other news, <laughs> JYP. I mean, I, I feel kind of like we're we're experiencing deja vu again, but it's just with a different group. Well, we learned how JYP's PR operates. Yeah. We know if something is being taken down from their building, mm -hmm. it means something is happening to that group. Yep. And the latest group to have their image pulled down from the JYP building mm -hmm. in Seoul, Korea is Nisei. Mm-hmm. Nisei. Yeah. I mean... To be fair, to put it out there, Miss A has not disbanded yet, or not we, in we an official capacity. Yeah, I mean, unless been, this counts as an official capacity now, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, there hasn't been any formal or official announcement made yet, but there's a lot of heavy speculation. And going along with that, the main story here that we're talking about is that after the fact that Wonder Girls poster was removed from JYP Entertainment's building, we found out later that they were being disbanded, and right. then now JYP Entertainment again. The Miss A poster was taken down and replaced with a poster of Susie and her solo for Yes, No, Maybe. Now, the thing is, Susie is a member of Miss A, but she just recently came out with her solo. Okay. And the funny thing is, I remember when I first read this story when it broke, which was on the K-pop Reddit, one of the top comments that was posted in response to it was this image. There was a promotional image, which is originally all four members of Miss A, back when they still had four members. But then it was photoshopped where all four of them had Susie's face. <laughs> and then a lot of people were responding. It was like, this is so sad. Such a low blow, but so true at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. Because if you think about Miss A and look at the members, they, they had Gia, who actually ended up leaving. So like somewhere around like mid-2016 was when she left because her contract expired. Yeah. And Miss A hasn't come out with anything yet as the as the... Uh, three-member unit yet okay but in that time we've had Faye with her solo which was fantasy which you and i reviewed yep and then of course Susie just now with yes no maybe uh-huh so people can't help but wonder like does this signal that miss a as a group is going to disband and jlp is going to focus on Susie? what's happening we don't really know what about men yeah that's the thing like i haven't heard anything like men, i don't know men is my favorite yeah, out of that group. I do remember you saying that. <laughs> I, I, that's why I, like, I feel kind of sad. I don't know if you found anything that I haven't, but I, no. I tried looking online and I've heard no official talks of Min getting a solo. Yeah, which is kind of unfair considering that both Faye and well, I mean, it was expected for Susie, but even Faye got a solo, so why not Min? You can't even you can't Faye. cut her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, well, what's your take on this, Peter? I don't know. <laughs> Let these girls be free. Move <laughs> on to whatever they want to do. We haven't seen anything from my girl men. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of stuff she's been working in the background and mm -hmm. in terms of how she's active on social media, that tends to act as a precursor in terms of what we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they need to stay together as a group. Mm. I think if they want to stay signed to JYP, I think that still makes sense. But forcing them to stay together as Miss A, I don't think is completely necessary for their success mm -hmm. in america in pop music the groups in pop music sort of fell out of vogue after the early 2000s mm. because it tends to be easier to you know promote an individual yeah and you make more money that way too definitely definitely i think this is why the jonas brothers broke up <laughs> right i mean nothing not that they individually disliked each other but mm -hmm. i think they each have you know more creative control in terms of what they want to put out there and market themselves and get that fame that's true so i can see the same thing happening with miss a <laughs> you're not the only one who feels that way actually like i've seen a lot of similar sentiments being shared online 
uh there's actually been a lot of talks too is like or it, again all rumor mill but <clears throat> the fact that miss a has some good songs and it's like the well people are already talking about like what legacy miss a will have if they do disband i mean their most notable hit is probably what bad girl good girl the other debut song which they stole from the wonder girls <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean that that's a well-known fact right mm-hmm. like that it was very deliberately planned yeah. for the wonder girls and then they took it because it was too good of a song you need if you're going to debut a group you need a very strong song mm-hmm. so that's what they gave it to miss a yeah i mean people are just saying those like it's kind of sad when miss a has a strong debut like that and then they kind of fall by the wayside and it's like they had a couple good hits well, in yeah. my opinion breathe was pretty good mm-hmm. and then uh what people love doing that dance yeah <laughs> i they've had moderate success i guess is the word would you say moderate yeah mm-hmm. but what, just, for the years that they were active mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of i do have to say as a once which for those who don't know is you're part of the twice fandom i do feel kind of bad at the same time though because it seems like once twice uh pretty much took off jyp kind of decided to put all their eggs in that basket so he kind of like forgot about his other girl groups hmm. i mean i i I, mean, I don't know if that's entirely the case but at the same time yeah. it's hard to fully disagree with that because you see the effort that jyp entertainment is putting behind twice and what they're doing Right. Compared to what they did for Wonder Girls, what they're doing with Miss A is like... Oh, that's true. Like, it's like, w- you, if you were to put it in, onto like a pie chart or a graph, it's like majority is going to be twice. Like maybe 80, 90%. And then there's like maybe 5% Miss A, 5% Wonder Girls or whatever. Like well, what, whatever's is on back. fire right now. Yeah. So I, I don't blame that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much this falls into one man either. I mean, we always say JYP and this guy who knows no... Bounds to his narcissism named, you know, the company after himself. <laughs> so maybe it's fair to, to say that a lot of this is driven by him. But, yeah. you know, I, I imagine these are tactical decisions, strategic decisions made by other key executives within... Within the company? Yeah. Yeah. Or like JYPE, if you want to, like, kind of differentiate that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do remember hearing that JYP actually, like, kind of, he stepped down as CEO, but he still has, like, a lot of influence I, I don't oh, know what the role is. Like, I, I remember hearing something like that. I don't know if he's still CEO, but he like stepped down from like day-to-day operations. There's, there was something there where pretty much the long story, the gist of it is that he's not the end-all, be-all overall. Like, mm-hmm. He still has a lot of uh, creative influence, but apparently now it's like when it comes to major key decisions, it's him and like a, a board or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if they've come to a decision yet for Miss A. It kinda, Time will tell. We'll yeah. we'll see what we cover next week if we have another disband group mm-hmm. <laughs> to review at, at this rate. <laughs> All right. Just hope for the best for Miss A, but we gotta prepare for the worst. <laughs> yeah. And uh, those of you listening, like, uh, what's your take on this? Feel free to have a discussion with us on our Twitters. <laughs> yep. It's uh, again hashtag Kpopcast, mm-hmm. and I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. And I'm at Supermatic, which is S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. I don't know if you realize this, Matt, mm-hmm. but for the entire month of January, we, we reviewed nothing but female groups and female artists. Oh, wow. Did we? We broke that this week. Ah, with SF9? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's because we like SF9 <laughs> in, their, in their song. It's hella dope. <laughs> you know, I was just talking to one of our listeners and fellow K-pop casters... <laughs> <laughs> Roger Thomas and uh, 
you know, he's got a great podcast that I just want to recommend. If you like our show, I think you would really like their show as well. It's just called The K-Pop Show. Mm. And uh, we'll be on, we're talking right now on when uh, we'll be on their program. So stay tuned for a future episode. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I love that. I think it's probably my favorite podcast right now. So (laughs) Got me curious. I have not yet listened to it, but I will definitely check it out. Check that one out. Yeah, thank you so much for being a loyal listener, Rodri, and uh, we look forward to being on your show, too. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. It's DJ Peter Lowe signing off. Thank you very much, folks. Take care. Until next time.